Apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. The views expressed on the following broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Wait Take for 12 it. Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated Wait with any particular 12-step fellowship. This morning, sweeter than a morning snack. But guess who would like some room oh, and make that coffee black? Well, greetings, one and all. Welcome to the Tink 12 Recovery Radio Show. Denver is here. Good morning. Tony's here. Good morning. Marv is here. Yes, sir. And Dave Fleming is here. Where? 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 Oh. This morning, I'm as nasty as a Cadillac. I'm up to grab your cup and let's have coffee. Lots of coffee. Shots of coffee. Lots of coffee. Oh, yeah. Make that coffee black. There. (laughs) (laughs) So this is week two of bringing back the old, 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 Uh old, old theme song. Um, from the, uh, the show that was called years and years ago, Coffee with the Coffees, mm-hmm. with, uh, Wade and Sheree Coffee at the time, were my co-host, and Tony said, I like that song, bring that song back. <laughs> so here for the next few weeks, that'll be our theme song, and then we'll go back to Brain Dead. <laughs> Mama said you're brain dead. Drinking black coffee? Yeah. Going brain dead. Yeah. So how is everybody? How are you doing, Denver? The weather's starting to get Changing chilly. Changing the weather. <laughs> but it has been really nice. I, I decided to fire up the bike and take a spin. All of a sudden, it decides it's going to cool off. So you should have been doing that all week. Yeah. Well, I'll be doing it later. Yeah. It's up and running. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Good deal. How are you doing, Dave? Fantabulous. He's fantabulous. Tony? Huh? Oh, good. <laughs> Don't ask. And Mark. <laughs> yeah. A little no, out of doing, it, but good. I'm doing good. Is that what what kind of truck is that? That is that a Chevy, a Dodge? What is that? It's Dodge. a transformer truck. It's a Dodge. Oh, it's a Dodge. Feeling so we real truck. So we can't say flatbed Ford. there's a girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford. You can't say because it's not a flatbed Ford, but it's a flatbed no. now. Right. Because you converted it. Yes. Yeah. And the listeners are going, We don't really care. <laughs> Uh, the topic this week, uh, are, are addicts and alcoholics like apples and oranges? Now, this is kind of a, this is an entry, interesting statement because we got all sorts of semantics going on. Of course, this was something that I pulled off of uh, a discussion, I'll call it a discussion, by a lot of immaturity going on on a specific Facebook group, people arguing about, you know, well, are alcoholics addicts? Is alcoholism addiction? Yeah, no, it's not. Yes, it is. The big book says it is. By the way, it does. Uh, it refers to um, the addiction of alcoholism. Uh, but it's coming from a doctor, not from an AA member. So there are people saying, well, he's a doctor. He's not an AA member. So therefore, it's not valid. Yet it's in the big book. Um, so for some people, they say, well, therefore it is valid. And the argument goes on and on and Sounds on. Sounds like our, the, the, the local or the <laughs> United political. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Government. I, you know, <laughs> but it's on. the same, it's the same discussion. They ain't got nothing better to talk about. Come I know. On. I know. And, and, and it was like, it, it was like, Kent, it all started with a statement, uh, that was posted, um, Uh, A heroin addict asked me to take him to the big book. I'm an alcoholic. Can I take him to the big book? Or should I take him to the big book? Really? And then then people came out of the woodwork, of course. And I simply posted, if anybody wants me to take him to the big book, I'll take him to the big book. I don't Mm -hmm. care if your problem is chewing your fingernails. There's enough stuff in there that is just really good for healthy living for anybody. Mm -hmm. And and this is not because of my comment, but... People were just going at it, you know, but it's the same Marvel. You know, these are the same kind of things people have been arguing about in meetings and fellowships for or, years. Yeah. For years, it, it just doesn't stop. And you get a little, you turn, you go from being a leading deacon to an elder statesman, and you go, 
I'm glad I don't have to argue about that stuff anymore. And then you see a whole nother fresh group of people coming in, <laughs> screaming and eh, singleness of purpose. Get out of here if you're not, you know, blah 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 and all that kind Did of they, stuff. D- d- <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless, man. I don't know what to say. I get right. this this. <clears throat> I can't even talk. Come right on, now. Dave. <laughs> this together. topic gets regurgitated all the time. About yes, it's like, does anybody really work a program? Right? Do they even know <laughs> what the history is and the basis? They don't. And the... They're so caught up in the politicizing of the whole thing that they don't know the history. They don't know. Well, well, we're gonna we'll talk about this more here in just in, why, in just a minute. My old, my home group uh, from from Minnesota. Yeah, we we threw all that nonsense out. It's like if you're gonna come to the meeting, it was a, it was basically an AA meeting. Yeah, but as long as the material had to do with recovery, right? It was we used it as a topic. Sure, it didn't have to be like AA conference conference approved, approved literature, and it's just a whole bunch of nonsense. Especially in today's world when we are so plagued by uh, uh, substance use disorder and, uh, you know, addiction being the number one health crisis in our world. And do we really have time to be this picky and ridiculous? And, yeah, it's like we, we had this, I call them, I, don't know, I apologize out there if you <laughs> resemble this, but the, the AA Nazis, right? Right. It's probably not a bad it's probably not it's a pretty good terminology, close to some. but it's basically we have people come in to meetings and you know say, "Yeah, hello, my name is so and so, and I'm an alcoholic addict." Right. Well, we had a couple of people that would pull them aside after the meeting and say, "You need to like either call yourself an alcoholic or go find another meeting." Right. And it's like that's ridiculous. So they might they I'm might as well gl- say, "Why don't you go out and die?" Because we don't want you. What here. is the only I mean, requirement for membership? A desire. Desire to stop drinking. Desire to stop. Whatever your well, drug your choice is. But some would say some would say that's the only requirement for membership, but if you're gonna attend this meeting, we have other requirements like leave your Bible in the car. Where does it say that anywhere? I know. And in the I, was, I was told that. I had a little Gideon Bible I carried around in my front pocket for years. So, I was told you need to leave that in the car. It's not a approved literature. I was told that. And you need to watch your own bobber, buddy. <laughs> and I'm like, well, well you better take all t- the biblical. Stop taking my inventory. You better take all the biblical quotes that are in the big book out then. Just because I have it know. in my pocket doesn't mean I'm going to pull it out and read it. True. Group. Marv, you're going to say something. Uh, I just heard that the other day. Oh, did you? A guy came in and uh, it wasn't a Bible. It had to do with a different religion. Okay, and the guy with forty-two years of sobriety, right, told him with a little grin on his face, "Hey, that's not AA-approved literature." And the thing about it is, though, there has to be some sort of parameters. There does. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of back and forth and on the fence about some of this stuff. Like, I think it's perfectly okay to have closed AA meetings. Sure. You know, but if you listen to the group I go to, everybody gets all bent out of shape about it. And so, I don't know. They don't That's want, all I'm going to say. They, right don't, they don't want closed meetings? No, they don't think there should be closed meetings. Well, that's why you have both. They're, they're drug addicts, and they want to come in and and be involved with all the meetings. That's why you have open ones and closed ones. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? So uh, maybe I'm, I'm confused. So if it's a closed meeting and you're an alcoholic and an addict, you can't go to an alcoholics meeting? You can. So so a closed meeting simply means that... You're an addict or an alcoholic, It right? simply means you have the desire to stop drinking and you're... And you're in the meeting, ideally, ideally, you're limiting your discussion to your problems with alcoholism, um, and and, and, so, and that's a disclaimer for my group. Right. Every meeting, they say, for limit, every meeting, yeah, yeah. limit your, sure. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. which is an to interesting your, to your problem with alcohol and the solution. Which is an interesting thing because I don't have a problem with alcoholism today. Does that mean I can't share? 
No, I don't. Let's shut her off right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, you're not in this class anymore. This is kindergarten. Because because I've learned from what the Big Buddha has taught me that alcoholism and the abuse of of substances of any kind is simply a symptom, and that it goes deeper than that. That's exactly right. That's right? what Elanon's for, buddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll just leave. <laughs> so we're going to talk more about this. Some of you already get all riled up, sitting in their <laughs> living room, their hair set on the back of their head. Yeah. <laughs> well, just um, just think, if you make a donation to T12 Radio, you can tune in every week to listen to us <laughs> and share your opinions. You can do that if you don't make a donation. <laughs> You'll but, just get so much we, more out of it. But we would appreciate it if you would. Yes. And we'll talk about that here in a minute, too. Um, but, of course, uh, we've got more to whine about, always. Stop right there. Okay. It's time for Monty Man's Weekly Wine. It's the colicky baby. <laughs> the colicky baby. Okay. Tony, you will appreciate this. Oh, Lord. All right. I haven't actually stepped foot inside the building of a McDonald's in a long time. <laughs> I've gone are to the talking, Are you talking our McDonald's? Yes. All right. <clears throat> Why do you think I quit? So <laughs> I walked in there and I thought I was I thought I was in the sequel of two thousand one Space Odyssey. Oh you actually went to this store over yeah. there? Oh okay. Yeah. The <clears throat> most impersonal not the people, they were fine. But you know, atmosphere is everything, right? So mm -hmm. I walk I walk mm -hmm. into this thing and I'm like Everything's robotic. Everything's automated. Mm -hmm. Everything's, I mean, it was spooky. Yeah. It was spooky. So I was listening to Coast to Coast Radio with George Norrie the other day, and they had a guy on who is a big CEO guy or CFO or whatever you call these CEO things of, of the fast food industry of a couple of organizations. And they are working towards actually making some of these places, McDonald's specifically, <laughs> completely automated. So they'll have walk-in ones, but they'll have ones that are 100% automated. No staffing whatsoever. How can you do that? What if it breaks? <laughs> then what? Oh, well, you're stuck in the lot. Well, Start spitting out cheeseburgers, right? Okay, so so that means you you pull up, you, you order your thing, you know, a robotic voice takes your order, it produces the food. It comes out on a little tray, and you you slide your car. You won't be able to pay cash. Um, everything's automated, and, and so it reminded me uh, of a show I saw. And so I got to read this because this is exactly where we're heading, and it's not it's not good. Um, you know, Walmart's heading that way too. So, as some of you know, the series The X Files came back for a short period of time with like 12 episodes or something like that. I love that episode. And uh, this one, this episode is Fox Mulder and Dana Scully visit a fully automated, uh, automated sushi restaurant. <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the restaurant is called uh, For Oa, which is Japanese. It translates to The Follower. After they pick their selection on a screen, they both are occupied interacting with their smart devices. Now, this show is all about, it's a take on how people are so wrapped up into their smartphones, they don't even talk to each other anymore mm -hmm. and all that. So it's kind of a parody on that. Um, while Scully enjoys her sushi, Mulder receives the wrong food, a blobfish. He disturbs the chefs, which are also robots, and leaves the kitchen. He refuses to leave a tip. And when trying to get his credit card back, finds it stuck in the slot <laughs> because he didn't leave a tip. So they're going to keep his card, right? When trying to use force, an alarm goes off and the restaurant starts shutting down. Scully uses a chopstick to forcibly open the door so they can get out. Mulder realizes that his card is still in the restaurant but gives up on getting it back. Scully is informed by her smart device that her WIPS, an automated taxi cab service, is now arriving. She enters... Uh, the back of the car, but before she's able to say goodbye, 
The driverless vehicle closes its door and she is driven away. On the way to her home, she becomes alarmed because the car is speeding and ignoring her request to slow down. Mulder enters his own car and drives off. They're both consistently bothered by review requests. Uh, Scully returns home and immediately tries to call Mulder, but their phones refuse a connection. Scully's home alarm system refuses her code and is activated. She has to call on a false alarm and is billed $250 for it when going to bed. Scully is shocked when a message suggesting to buy more hairstyling cream arrives seconds after she throws her empty tube in the trash bin. When dismissing the message, she accidentally drops the glass container to the ground, which shatters. Her cleanup is disturbed by the sudden arrival of a robotic vacuum cleaner <laughs> delivered via drone in front of her door. Oh my God. <laughs> Scully assuming... They're all linked. Yeah. Scully assuming it is a gift from Mulder lets the robot clean the mess, but eventually gets fed up with it and puts it back in the packaging. Her attempts to reach customer support to, re uh, to return it fail. One by one, Scully's appliances malfunction and the fireplace goes out, but gas is still flowing. She tries to light a candle, but breaks the match. Meanwhile, Mulder is tricked by his GPS to drive back to the restaurant, oh, dear which Lord. is still upset <laughs> and has his credit card. He instead grabs a map and navigates by himself. At home, he calls his bank to report the stolen credit card, but is unable to get through to a human operator. Mulder checks outside the house and sees a mid-sized drone flying in front of him. He initially dismisses it as a child's toy, but after more annoying attempts to spy on him, he destroys it with a baseball bat. Three bigger drones appear and collect the <laughs> remains. Still oh, trying to God. get into the contact with his bank, Mulder is bothered again by the restaurant, still trying to get a tip out of him. Mulder suddenly discovers that his house has gotten populated by many drones and escapes by driving away in his car. This continues this whole episode. Continues. Wasn't there like a countdown? Yeah, there was a countdown. Yeah. yeah. And and so this has all happened to him and Scully because he didn't leave a tip. <laughs> the restaurant's mad because he didn't leave. And I went into McDonald's yesterday. I'm and glad I, we got back to where we were starting. I flash back into this episode. It didn't didn't stop until he actually until he paid he, the tip. He left the tip, and then everything and, yeah went back to normal. Down. Went back to normal. <laughs> and I and I watched this McDonald's, and I was it was creepy. It was just creepy. The seats are made out of metal. Mm -hmm. The they playing the X file theme song in the oh, background. Oh my god. That's my wine. <laughs> you guys got to watch that episode. It's, it's you've got to see it. It's it is hilarious. Scary too, but it's kind of their fault mm -hmm. because they're wrapped into their technology. They're not talking to each other or, or, or nothing. You know. Oh, and you know what I got to do all day? What? Stand in between those two and try <clears throat> to force people to use them. I didn't do it. I just stood there. You're gonna pay me. So much an hour just to stand there for four hours and talk all day. I'm not going to force somebody to use these stupid things. Okay, so that's my wine. <laughs> the automated world is just getting bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Well, uh, the whole reason why I go to those places yeah. is probably 50% <clears throat> of the reason is to interact with those people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't go to Dutch Brothers except for the fact that when I get a coffee, I also have an engaging conversation yeah, and they, with the they person at say, the window. Hey, what's your plans today? You got any plans for today? Oh. You know, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, what are you hey, doing? I'm off to, to work. What do you do? I got paid to you talk. Know? I was happy. But, yeah, <laughs> wait see. a minute now. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. You go into a bank. I kind of do too. <clears throat> to do some business with the teller. They want to talk about say, your personal How's life. your day going? And you just let them you have know? it. It's really horrible. <laughs> this, you know, my my ball joints went out. You got any plans for today? Well, hey, you know, it's none of your business. <laughs> Says the silent cowboy. They, they, it is they really weird. don't want to know, though. They're just making that. It I is kind of weird. And, and, and I didn't that, like it for And a long that's time. being pretentious. <laughs> I didn't like not. it for a long time. But I go to the, I go to the human being instead of Dutch Bros because their coffee's better and cheaper. But they asked me the same thing. So I engaged them because now I know the lady. But I pull up. She's got my coffee ready for me. Because she knows I get the same thing every time. There was a robot that told her. You I know, right? <laughs> in, in her, her GPS. So next is going to be a robot. 
Do you have any plans for today? I'm going to punch you in the nose. When I'm <laughs> I, I think all this stuff's going to backfire, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I, I, we're going to get hit with an EMP, right? Yeah, and who knows? And everything's going to get shut down, and we're going to be all standing out there going, uh, 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 what am I going to do? How am I going to Look eat? at Denver. Denver goes, How not me, man. Drink? I'm going to be in a cabin How am I going to get my mountain. coffee? Did you guys experience the power outage? Right. No, thank God. I never. No, it didn't hit that me. That was ridiculous. Somebody yeah. hit a bowl or something. I have no idea how it happened. Because I know the the. I think down by twenty, somebody hit a pole. Twenty was shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I cleaned toilets. Oh, but the, the Albany flashlight. happening postings on that one—that was fun to read. <laughs> Everybody. Oh <my>. was... <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. All right, it's Squirrel. time for the weekly win. Squirrel. Because we spent so much time on the weekly wine, I'm going to do this really quickly. Congratulations to uh, uh, Marcionai's godson, Anthony P., for celebrating eight years of sobriety. Uh, went over to Harden Hall A the other night and celebrated with him. Wow. Eight um, years. Congratulations. And I was sitting in the room, and, I, and I, it was great because it dawned on me that, that Anthony was the last person to ever see me take a drink oh. over 21 years ago. Wow. Yeah, he was just a, a little tyke, and he, him and his brother had been collecting spiders in this jar, giant, like, pickle, pickle jar, and I'm deathly afraid of spiders. And I'm on their porch. I've been talked down off of a run. I'm on their porch, and my buddy Daniel, who is no longer with us, had talked me down. I'm sitting there. He's talking to me. My sponsor's on the way to, <coughs> with my wife to take me to Milestones, right? It gets dark, and I knock over the jar of spiders. Oh, no. And spiders run everywhere. Now I'm gacked out of my mind, and I'm not real sober, and I am freaking out. It was not a pretty sight, <laughs> but I did do a little dance. And that was that he was the last person to actually see me in that condition. And here he is, eight years sober himself, right? It was just a cool, cool moment. It was uh-huh. a cool moment. So, uh, excellent. Congratulations, Anthony. That, that is just uh, that's awesome stuff. All right, we're going to take uh, a break and we come back. We're going to talk about. Uh, Are addicts and alcoholics like apples and oranges? We'll explain what that means when we return. Now go away. Hey there, it's the Monty Man. Did you know that Take 12 Recovery Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are listener supported? What that means is we don't receive any financial assistance from advertising products or services that have nothing to do with health or recovery, but are supported by you, our listeners. Any other promotions we commit to are purely our way of sponsoring other endeavors we feel are beneficial to the recovery community. Well, one thing we have learned all too well in our second decade of broadcasting is that we receive not because we ask not. Therefore, three times a year, we come to you, our listeners, for help. Because we are listener-supported, we depend on your donations to keep us on the air our listening audience has helped us to do just that. And once again, we are asking for your support. If you feel that Take 12 Recovery Radio is a valuable part of breaking the stigma of addiction and a resource of recovery from the world's number one health crisis, we ask that you consider becoming a Take 12 partner. To donate any amount or to sign up for a reoccurring monthly donation, simply visit our website at take12radio.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the donate button. All proceeds go directly to pay for our expenses to continue to bring you the best in recovery talk and positive music. Won't you consider partnership today? Thank you and God bless. You're listening to the world's original recovery talk and positive music radio program, the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show on KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. Welcome back. 
to the show where no one knows what they're talking about. Welcome back to the folks that smell like sauerkraut. Though we feel like it's real, we just don't know. Is this just a dream or a recovery show? Who'd have thought we'd lead ya? <laughs> right back here where we need ya. Well, we tease you a lot, cause we got you on the spot. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Cause you see, you're kind of stuck with us now. <laughs> you're trapped. There you go. Welcome back to the show. There you go, Tony. Sauerkraut. Yeah, yeah. With, with those kind of rhymes, does uh, Cecil ever do rap? Music? <laughs> oh, he's going to do it for the next time show. I bet you anything now that you said it. Huh. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Hmm. We're going to send Cecil on a we'll jet see. plane somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, indeed, welcome back. Uh, the topic, um, the topic, apples and oranges. So, uh, a comparison of apples, just for people that don't know, comparison of apples and oranges occurs when two items or groups of items are compared that cannot particularly be compared. Uh, <laughs> the idiom comparing apples and oranges refers to the apparent differences between items which are thought to be incomparable, such as apples and oranges. And my question um, on the YouTube graphic is, is there a lemon in there somewhere? Uh, meaning, uh, are, do we protest too much about this apples and oranges things when it comes to alcoholics and addicts? So let, me, let me just say this. I, I think that's a redundant statement, alcoholics and addicts. Because if you look at, and I'm not going to go into Webster's definition, deep definition of addiction, compared to chemical dependency and all that kind of stuff. You can do that on your own. But here's the deal. When the tail is wagging the dog and you've lost the power and choice and this stuff, and you're driven uh, in, in an area of addiction, whether it's alcohol, whether it's pornography, whether it's narcotics, whether it's overspending, whatever it is, those are all symptoms. Those are symptoms of something else that's going on. And in the medical profession, particularly, they don't chase down symptoms. They chase down the causes. Mm. Uh, you got to know what the symptoms are. You got to know what the problem is to find out what the solution is. You need to know the solution to the problem. Yeah. But these things are symptoms. And so when you really pull back the veneer of all the titles that we give everything, I personally think, and you guys can chime in on this, but I personally think what we're talking about, the common denominator here is that we have a God-shaped hole and we're trying to fill it with everything else but God. And a lot of times that includes things that pull us into addictive use disorder, addictive behaviors, mm -hmm. right? And I think we spend an awful lot of time within our recovery fellowships and not just in our recovery fellowships, within our churches and the synagogues and arguing about the symptoms and not getting on the same page with what's fueling that, what's driving that stuff. We could sit back all day long and say, well, you know, I can't work with you because you're a drug addict and I'm an alcoholic and and I can't work with you because you, you go to Overeaters Anonymous and you're not a dope fiend and on and on it goes and have absolutely no empathy for anybody else because you don't fit in that category. Mm -hmm. And uh, so are we talking about apples and oranges or maybe not? Maybe not. So, Dave, what do you think? Well, yeah, I'm pretty passionate about this topic, actually. I remember early on in my recovery going to N.A. and I, uh, I learned one of the things I learned early on is alcohol is a drug. Period. So if it's a drug... It's a drug, right? So yeah. if I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous or I'm in NA, it's still a drug. It's still a drug. So it's it's the same, but a different. You wear a different uniform. But you we don't talk about we don't talk about drugs in here. Well, yeah, you do. You talk about alcohol all the time. See, I don't have. Yeah, right. But see that, and, and maybe other people have that experience. But you know, I, I've 
I've heard people say that if you if you talk, you know, I go to a meeting and they they frown upon if I start talking about drugs. Well, I guess it depends on the, how you're talking about it. On how you're talking about right. it. Right. Yes, because there does, Marv said this earlier off the air, there does need to be some parameters. Right. So maybe it's how you're talking about it versus it. And, and I think it has to be more about, you know, my addiction, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're most drug addicts are also alcoholics. Anymore. Right? Yeah. And so you just, when you're sharing your experience, you share it in a way that you're sharing that part of your, you know, the alcoholic part of it. Uh, But I also would share, like, how that led to other things, right? And I might not say, well, I did crack and meth and whatever down the list, but I would just say it led to other drugs, right? And so that's how you share your experience. Um, Yeah, I... I figured that out early on, I guess, this last time around. Uh, mm. Before I get tired of, uh, I, li- I used to listen to people talk about um, about those complaints, about they're separated and they're this or they're that, and I think don't think they have to be. They can, they can, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they can shore each other up. It's not the word, but. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like they complement each other, right? Same as your spiritual, whatever your spiritual life is like. Sure. Whatever your higher power is. Sure. That's another component that shores up your recovery. They complement each other. They don't have to be separate or different. Right. So let me read what two people on Facebook mentioned in this. I'm not going to name the group. Facebook group, but this gentleman named Stan N, this is what he says. He says, AA is about not drinking. Is it? And and, and that's, he doesn't, I'm, I'm stopping there with a okay. comma. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Okay. And then he says, and helping another alcoholic to stay sober. We are not marriage counselors, doctors, lawyers, or life coaches. Well, actually, there's a lot of marriage counselors, doctors, lawyers, and life coaches that are in AA. So what he, what he's saying is we don't practice those professions in, in, in the meeting. Um, too many anymore want to try to solve life issues in AA. If you need outside help, get it. If you have outside issues, seek out professionals who can help you. I, I have, don't have a problem with that at all. I think that's good advice. And remember, the only things we can change are ourselves. Again, good. Here's the part that is kind of interesting. Also, outside issues don't belong in AA meetings. Okay, that is really a loaded statement because... What is an outside what issue? What is an outside issue? <laughs> okay, It's what we drank over. Outside issues mm-hmm. is what we drank over. So if I drank over my wife leaving me. That's an outside issue. Okay. Don't, I, you can't talk. About I can't it. talk about my wife leaving me. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. Um, he says, always remember singleness of purpose. I'm 30 years sober, and that's my opinion. Well, I'm, I'm glad he said that was his opinion. Yeah. Um, right. uh, and that's good. And you, you have a right to your opinion, especially on social media. Um, you know. It's, it's, yeah, go know, ahead, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm getting no, riled up here a little Ooh, bit. Oh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can feel part, it. <laughs> part of the thing that's going on, uh, I think people hide behind that kind of stuff. Right. Because they don't want to reveal what's really going on inside. Yes. The drinking is a symptom yes. of what's going on inside. Yep. Right. And if you can't go to a meeting or go to your sponsor and talk about, which, by the way, the steps uh, four and five, mm-hmm. that's what that's all about. Mm-hmm. Outside issues. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that in a meeting with a sponsor and stuff, then you're going to keep talking about, well, I'm not drinking today, and that's why I come to AA. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. And another thing I want to say while I'm in this little frame of mind. <laughs> Go, Marv. If, if you look at it from a spiritual point of view, what does the Bible say? God considers all sin equal. That's right. Yep. There's not outside so, issue sin, inside issue sin. Or drug addiction or alcohol. Right. I only sin 10%. So shouldn't we be looking at it that way 
in in our uh, meetings and stuff, and when we help people, I you would think, yeah, you would think. Well, Yitzi, this is this person's name. I love the name Yitzi. <laughs> That's cute. Yitzi R says, "I believe it's about finding a relationship with God and continually growing in that relationship through work and self sacrifice for others." That's my experience, based on the big book. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, Yitzi, I don't know if you are a man or a woman, but I think that hits the nail on the head, right? Because the whole purpose of Alcoholics Anonymous is to help you find and develop a relationship with a power greater than yourself to help you solve your problem. Mm-hmm. And if you're, and if that's not what's going on, you're in a bad group. Sorry, or you're not in an AA group. It may be called AA, mm. but if that's not what's happening, it's not following the literature, you know. And so let me just let me just read the primary purpose. This is out of the literature. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organization. Our institution it doesn't say it's not, you know, it, it doesn't say it has, it, it's not supportive of those things or it doesn't encourage, it just said it's not allied with, it's not connected to, okay, it does not wish to engage in any controversy, well, AA may not, but the people in AA <laughs> certainly All love controversy, okay, <laughs> neither endorses nor opposes any causes. We kind of camp out on that we don't endorse, but we forget. We're not supposed to oppose either. So if somebody says my higher power is grandfather, you're not supposed to oppose that and shoot him down in a meeting mm-hmm. or any more him. than if they say Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to oppose that. And this is where, and there's the key. Our primary purpose, which means there's other purposes, but this is our primary one. So remember that there's other stuff going on too, but our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics achieve sobriety. Okay, so if I've got issues in my life that are keeping me from achieving sobriety, doesn't the hand of AA and and its elders have a responsibility to help me achieve that, whatever it takes? Mm And doesn't that mean we're probably going to talk about things that some people, like Mars said, don't want to talk about because it pulls the covers back and they don't want to deal with it? Well, there's a large number of people out there that think that if you just stop drinking, that you're in recovery, that your life has changed, that you right. don't, you know, you're good to go. That it's all about, like, like Stan says, A is about not drinking. Yeah, I've, oh my I went gosh. through the steps one time and then I'm done. I'm good. If that's what it's about, I I can go lock myself, you know, in a cabin up on a hill where there's no booze and stop drinking and still be absolutely miserable. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, and I want to hear. I'm hoping to hear from Denver, but I don't know if I will or not. He's thinking deeply <laughs> over I, there. I, I can not see really. That. Uh, but another thing air, I think that goes blowing. on is. Is especially for guys like me, mm-hmm. that's a dinosaur. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> These young guys and gals come in with a drug problem, mm-hmm. and uh, and trying to get sobered up and straightened up and whatever. And and I do not understand them. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that goes on. To me, the culture is so much different. With the drug it, it world, uh, with the drug world, and with the alcohol world, the culture is different, and quite frankly, a lot of it I don't get it. I yeah. don't understand it. Yeah. I can't communicate with them, and uh, but that don't mean that I think they shouldn't be in meetings. And it doesn't mean that if they ask you for for mm-hmm. suggestions that you can't. You can't mentor them. You can't help them. You can't. I had a kid the other you know. day come up to me, and uh, he's, I don't want to go into the story, but sure. um, he actually sat down, and I don't know him. I've only said hi to him a couple times. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> asked me a question about a situation he was getting ready to get into. 
He said, what do you think, Marv? Should I do this or not? Mm-hmm. And you could have blew me out of the water because it come out of nowhere. I, this kid and I are so far apart. Right. You know. And so we sat there and had a conversation, and I talked to him and hopefully was able to uh, help him. Yeah. But that doesn't happen a whole lot but between with – uh, drug addict, drug addiction, addiction, and, and pure alcoholism. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and maybe it's my fault because I won't enter in and try to. Well, I, I think <clears throat> there is some truth. Know. One of the posts that was made was the person would have a difficult time taking somebody through the big book, for instance, because they were a pure alcoholic and this guy was a heroin addict, and he doesn't get the heroin addict lifestyle and behavior and i'm I'm thinking okay we're focusing too much again on the symptom because whether it's the lifestyle of a heroin addict who maybe has never even touched alcohol okay and the lifestyle of an active alcoholic that's never touched narcotics all right if we if we don't start focusing on the core issue which is the same that we can identify with. We can identify with we we are spiritual beings living a human experience that need to get in touch with our creator. That's 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 the bottom line here. And, you know, I mean, I don't know anything, anything about working on cars. I know where to put the gas. I know how to pump my tires up. And that's about it. Right. Somebody comes to me and says, can you help me, you know, swap out an engine? I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I can't sit down with them, have an intelligent conversation about how to drive safely. I mean, if we're going to stop talking with people and stop reaching out the hand of recovery to those who still suffer because we can't identify tit for tat with somebody, we're going to find ourselves awfully lonely. You know, well, I can't, I can't read. I mean, I could read that big book and, and, and quite frankly, the NA basic text and the guidelines in Celebrate Recovery. I could sit down with anybody and read that stuff and it's going to benefit them. It's good stuff. Why in the world will we hold back just because the symptom isn't the same? I think we have to get back to uh, commonalities. You know, we got to look at what we have in common, not what the differences are. Yeah, we talk about that. And, but and do I we know. Do that? I mean, I don't know the, the the situation that Marv's talking about, but you know, I could venture to guess that this kid probably saw something in Marv. Yeah, they're like a father father figure, life experience. He's heard you talk, and thought, well, this guy can probably, you know, at least point me in the right direction, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's what it's about. I mean, I, I can't. Maybe I can't relate to somebody in whatever drug that they're. They're using, right? right? <clears throat> but I know in my in my alcoholism, I've done some things that, you know, can I can relate to some of the things that the some addicts went through. And, and when I was in my drug addiction, I, I did some dumb things. Yeah. So I don't even look at that. It's like let's look at why are you using? Why are you drinking? Let's sit down and look at that, because, like you like you said, the drug and the alcohol those are just symptoms of the deeper problem. Right. Right. And someone might not be ready to go dive into, you know, God or their higher power. Maybe they're not or there even yet. some of their traumas. They right. may not be able to ready yet. Right. I always look into what what's going on in their lives and what are they struggling with? Yeah. Why are you drinking? Why are you using drugs? And then the, start there. Or why do you think you're doing that? Yeah. Then we can start there and kind of work backwards. Yeah. And fill in those gaps or try to repair those those traumas so mm-hmm. that they don't have to mm-hmm. use the, the, the drugs or alcohol uh, to mask it for, for right. a little bit because it ain't going to solve nothing. And I think we, I think we quickly forget that that part in uh, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It talks about a person ha- who was dealing with other issues. And a lot of people thought it was narcotic addiction. It actually had to do with sexual dysfunction. And the guy was having some pretty serious issues. And the question was asked, well, what do we do with this guy? And the answer was, well, what would the master do? What would the master do? We, we don't abandon this guy. We don't tell him he can't be here. 
Right. You know, thank God he is here. And today, especially, we have hundreds of closed meetings. We have hundreds of open meetings. There's no reason why a person can't find a meeting. But if they're not welcomed, you know, if I, my very first meeting I ever went to was it was an old timer. I mean, really old timer meeting. Smoke, cigar smoke filled, itty bitty yep. room. And I walked in the door <laughs> and I obviously, uh, you could tell there was a lot more going on than just alcohol. And this old codger looks at me. He takes me by the hand. He pats my hand. He goes, are you at one of them drug addicts? I said, sir, I, I don't know what I am. He goes, it don't matter. You're in the right place. It was a it was a statement of welcome. He didn't care. He was just glad I was there, and that was enough to keep me coming back all these years. Yep. He didn't try to qualify me. He didn't try to do all you know all that. Now, if I had gone down some sideways trail and started talking about things that really did not relate to the solution that is recovery, he would have probably been the first one to pull me aside later and say. We we may need to talk about you know how you, your approach here, um, but yeah. So get I don't belong here. I just want to get my card signed. Right. <laughs> Judge needs this. I don't. So Denver, what do you think of all this? Jeez, apples and oranges. Really, we're all in the same basket. Mm. So uh, yeah, I've thought a lot of things because I've heard some great stuff going on here. Uh, some conversations and things. I know some people wear their addiction uh, almost like a badge. They're proud. True enough. They're proud of you know I'm not this, you're that, and right. You know the segregation has already begun there. You go to any meeting, I don't care what it is, function, fellowship, whatever you want to call it. You add more than two people there's going to be a difference of opinion yeah. pop up. And the more people in that group, and we are a large number of uh, in this fellowship of ours, Yeah, we have a lot of flavor going on in that cauldron of goodness mm. that we are. So uh, that's going to go on forever. If for me, I'd, I differ than uh, somebody that is struggling with heroin. I've never did that. Right. And I don't understand it. Right. And it's frustrating to me, you know. But I know that alcoholism, I just had somebody, I had to explain to them that they're an alcoholic and their their spouse is not. And I I, I had to explain to him that she doesn't understand and she'll never understand, you know, the struggles that you go through. So I don't even know where I'm going with that. Uh, I just know that uh, we're all the same. I mean, there, we all are the same in the end. We're struggling, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and it is mm -hmm. our goal to help you no matter what. Now, if we can't do it, like I said, I don't understand some of the drug issues that somebody else has. Maybe uh, comfort them enough to get them into a, a meeting or get a hold of somebody that knows more about it than I do. But we are to lend a hand, and we are one and the same. We suffer from an addiction that is affecting our life, and uh, and compassion has got to be there no matter what addiction you have. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, if you don't if you don't understand that alcoholism is a form of addiction, it is. you don't understand addiction. Right. You you may be sitting in meetings hearing a lot of right fighters, but you don't understand addiction. And maybe you need to do a little research about that. Uh, I mean, not not drinking and using yep. research, but look into that a little bit because um, here, here's the bottom line: alcohol is a drug. Alcoholism is an addiction. If you are addicted to alcohol, you are a drug addict. It's a drug. Alcoholism. Bottom line. Alcoholism. Addicts. It's an addiction. It puts you right back in the same basket as everybody else. Yeah. It's an addiction. So. 
but we get we again we get all tied up on focusing on the symptom or the outward manifestation of the inward condition instead of focusing on the inward condition. Having said that, Marv is right. We do need parameters. Mm -hmm. But that's why we have open meetings and closed meetings. There are people that there are people that are purely alcoholic that have never touched a narcotic in their life that need to be able to go into an AA meeting that's closed where that's they're very specific. Because for whatever reason, they don't have the tolerance or the patience to deal with anybody else. They need to be able to do that. That's why we have closed meetings. That's a good thing. One of the things, too, it just hit me or came into my little pea brain. Uh, One of the things that I see going on, too, in meetings is the chairperson no longer sets the tone of the meeting. Mm -hmm. Right. And and uh, if I've talked to people who talk about chairing, I always tell them what my sponsor said, and that was old Jim Bradbury. Oh. He says it's a responsibility of the chairperson to set the tone of the meeting. Mm-hmm. And that right there is going to set up those parameters. You bet. When that meeting gets started. You bet. Supposedly or yeah. hopefully. And I've seen it work. Mm-hmm. These people that I one of the things that bothers me the most is they'll get up there. Anybody have a topic for today? <laughs> yeah. Instead of being prepared wow. to chair the meeting, and <laughs> you know, well, that just allows all this laxity to go on in the meeting. My lawnmower broke. <laughs> I guess I got spoiled. Huh? I guess I got spoiled in Minnesota. I've, I've never like run into any of this stuff i mean it was like you know, in a chairperson or if you rotated right you had volunteers mm-hmm. everybody knew if you were going to volunteer you, you had to get a pick a topic right if you didn't right couldn't and, do that then you just passed well we used to have we used and to have the other thing is it's your meeting right? mm. and you sit there for 30 seconds and it's nothing <laughs> oh when they say it's your meeting yeah <laughs> yeah well, no, it's our meeting. But see, all. all of that stuff yeah. to me sets up that structure, that un, yeah. unspoken structure yeah. to have a really good meeting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we, we used to have um, periodically uh, in, in, in District 21, which is our district, we, we used to have training, GSR training. We used to have chairperson training. We used to have sponsor workshops. But where you were taught the different methods, you know, everybody's personality is different, but the bottom line foundation of how to chair a meeting, you know, how to deal with somebody in a kind, tolerant manner that's going on too long or getting off topic, um, how, how to open, how, how to, when is it time to pass the basket, all that kind of stuff. You know, we, we, we used to do that. What happened to that? Yeah, we're just willing now. Well, anybody here, you know, if you got more than twenty four hours, you can chair at a meeting. Anybody here want to chair? Either everybody raises their hand or nobody raises their hand. (laughs) Yeah, when did it get away from us, (laughs) Tony? You've been kind of silent. What's your take on all this? Really thinking about all this, and it's kind of got me a little upset, like Marv. And I'm just like, where? Did we stop loving our brothers and sisters and calling it, yeah, I can't talk today, each other brother and sisters, but we're being so judgmental, which is something we're totally against. Yeah, supposedly we're live and let like, live, right? Whatever if you don't that, want right? somebody to get personal with you on that level, then is it really time for you to be in the rooms? Or maybe you just need to sit there and listen. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying don't go to meetings. That's not what I'm saying at all. Right. The comments have just, I'm sorry, annoyed me because it's like we're supposed to be there for other people, but we're breaking down other people in these comments. So even the logo, and and I'm talking specifically the AA logo, Mm -hmm. the triangle, right? Unity, Mm -hmm. 
Unity does not mean we all agree on everything and you have to agree with me before you can share. Mm -hmm. That's not what unity means. Unity means that we can be divided on some issues, but we come together in a singleness of purpose, one alcoholic helping another. Right? Unity. Recovery Mm -hmm. is the other arm of that. Right? What is the treatment for alcoholism in Alcoholics Anonymous? What is the recovery? It's not sitting around in a meeting drinking bad coffee. That's not the treatment. The treatment is the application and implementation of the 12 steps. That's the recovery. Mm -hmm. And then the other arm, service. Are we servicing each other? Are we being servants? Not volunteers, servants. Mm -hmm. Are we putting the other person first? Are, 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 Are we willing to reach out the hand and say, you know what? You don't have to qualify here. I'm reaching out with an open hand. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly in an open meeting. So unity, recovery, and service is is vital. Um, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> A large woodpecker? It's happened, twi- it's happened twice in the last minute. Oh, has it? Re- it yeah. So outside the studio, there's weird sounds. Maybe it's uh, one of your names. Um, Okay, so so you guys, if you want to comment, please email us at take12radio at comcast.net. I'm sure we've ruffled some feathers. Excellent. I know. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. If our job is done. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't like what we've talked about today, <laughs> there you go. Right. Have a good day. <laughs> don't judge us. Um, but remember, what we talk about here does not necessarily reflect the opinions of any 12-step fellowship. This is where, this show, where we can talk about these things. And you can turn us off if you want to. You can turn us up if you want to. You can burn copies of this show. You can certainly donate if you want to. <laughs> or stop your donation if you Share want Share all your friends and family. <laughs> so we have a song that is really going to ruffle some feathers. Please take it tongue-in-cheek. I, I just have to play it. This is by Richie Supa. It is really going to irritate some people. But but before you decide that you're going to be irritated because I said that, Rule 62, don't take yourself so doggone seriously, okay? Because this is all in fun. Uh, Richie Supa is part, is part of Recovery Unplugged. Um, this song is entitled Proud to be a Junkie. I'm out of here. Folks here in NA are all about drugs. People in AA they think that we're thugs. We don't say the sober word. We think drinking is absurd. We got all our thrills from cocaine, pot, and pills. AA says we went stole the steps But junkies like us we have no regrets People say we are insane Wasted is our middle name And that's alright with me I'm where I need to be I'm proud to be a junkie Junkie, right here in recovery, and 
Listen, if you get offended by that, maybe you need to work on yourself a little bit more. Don't take yourself so doggone seriously, right? All right. Listen, for more of Richie's work and great recovery music and the therapy that music brings to those in recovery, visit recoveryunplugged.com. Until next time. This is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of Take 12 Recovery Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. Oh, yeah, make that coffee black.